Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome. We're back. Mountain West Connection basketball podcast. People are listening to the show. I've noticed an uptick in... I thought March Fadness would give us the huge break in traffic we always needed. Not so. Basketball, apparently, in March. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we will have another show on March Fadness to give a recap of how terrible we did. But a, tri- a trio tonight. Myself, Jeremy Moss, Eli Butker's with us, and Nevada. Yes, not Nevada. Nevada writer. <laughs> Brandon Blake's with us as well. So, hello. Good evening, everyone. Two days. Basically, we are... 48 hours from Nevada tipping off against Iowa State. Yeah, so, yeah, we're about two, uh, two, two days away from it. I'm, I'm Brandon. I keep up. I do all things Nevada basketball and football. How's Florida doing? How are they going to do? I'm fingers crossed. Let's, let's, let's just not lose the <laughs> There are some who are saying... ETSU yeah. might be curious. Nah, I don't see that. Uh, they shouldn't be. Hey, hey, at least it's not. At least we're not playing Vanderbilt. It's a team in Tennessee. It's not <laughs> Vanderbilt. Oh, you don't get me started at Vanderbilt. 15 losses. Or is that Wake Forest has 15 losses? That's, what team is that? That's Vandy. And I think they're going to win their first game, too. Probably. They play Northwestern, right? Yep. Yes. All right, so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to kind of chat about the games. Um, or the one game, I guess. Really quick, um, who ha- who um who knows what what True TV is? I I do now. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> did well, you before? Uh, did you before? Only around this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I had to because I didn't have it like two years ago. I was looking for some of the games, and I have TBS, I have TNT, I have CBS, but what's True TV? And I didn't have it, so okay, I had to shell out more money for cable oh. to get it. So it's like, yeah, I guess they finally <laughs> at least they moved it to be in the same area as TBS, TNT, because before it was like on at least for me, Directv like way out by itself. <laughs> That's funny because because uh, I have I have Cox Cable and you, they're TBS, TNT, and the CBS. They're they're pretty close to each other. I have to go all the way to the other end of the dial almost, like past the <laughs> premium channels, just to find True TV to only watch it maybe three times a year. If that doesn't happens. doesn't True TV once. usually carry the lesser games though? It's maybe it's yeah. just me, but it seems like it has the lesser games. You wouldn't see a team like Duke or Kansas on there. No, You're right. right. Typically, they'll have obviously the games tonight or today and tomorrow, the Tuesday Wednesday games, and then they I think they also get like one Sweet Sixteen game. But it's for the uh, yeah. It's usually not the best matchup. So whatever you want to say about Nevada, Iowa State, but it's, it's fewer games. So once it gets going, they get less. But I think they do get one Sweet Sixteen game. And I had to make make this all about Florida, but I think I believe Florida ETSU is on True TV for reasons. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Oh, okay. nobody like no. <laughs> oh, bias against bias against Mike White. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah, Florida is actually yeah, True TV Thursday, um, three o'clock out there in Orlando, so they get to be close. So, I I kind of, I kind of watch True TV a little bit because I'll stumble across that Impractical Jokers show. It's actually it can be pretty funny at times. It's one of those things. Oh, this is on. I'll watch ten minutes of it and laugh for a few for a while. So I'll watch that, but do not bring heat to their Twitter account ever. No. No, no, no. <laughs> they are the best. Because <laughs> I just replied, like, I did a little article real quick. Oh, we're on true, the game's on True TV. And I made sure my tweet was, do not bring anything to them. They, like, reply a couple times. But they, they're like, do better, guys. You need to try harder. You guys are terrible at giving us t- smack about our channel. And, it, you know, for the, for the life, I mean, for the life, I want to put in, because I'll be doing the preview on this game. I want to do the, the time and. Mention True TV and mention just for the moment. 
good luck trying to find it. But nah, I, don't, I don't need I don't need the clap back from TV's Twitter. I don't well, they clap back. <laughs> yeah, well, they for us like I made sure to tag them. I did that to me see exactly what it said here because they gave me a, a fancy retweet and or comment. Hold on, got a lot of them. Yeah, they had two things like yeah, that's right. In quotes or block quote or parentheses whatever brackets paces around removes shirt. You want to go? Rips off pants, still painted. We're amped. <laughs> it's all humorous though. They're not just blasting people. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, they're right. they're good. And then they they put something with it. Um, is this what Adam ruins everything? I think they replied with something else on there. Because that shows. I see clips of that. That's pretty funny. But you'll see plenty of commercials for all those shows. But it's all, okay. It's True TV. Find it. Um, uh, or just go to the March Madness app. That's the easiest thing to do. There's no blocks for blackouts, local games. Download the app. Have your five screens. Chromecast uh, the quadrant. I think you can do. I haven't messed with my Chromecast yet for this, but I believe you can do like the watch ESPN where you do like on your computer the four, four, whatever quadrant thing. Get a giant TV. Cast that. You get four games at once. You have a computer, tablet, whatever. Watch what you can. That's all we're saying. Don't go to work on Thursday. Who goes to work, right? <laughs> I'm not going in on Thursday either myself. Or Friday. There so, we go. I'm hunkered in in my place until Monday. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I don't I don't have to go into work until like 1 o'clock and then I can stream the games while I'm working, so that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to the game itself. We've got Iowa State, Nevada. So, sorry to you, Brandon, because you a little more closely. What was your first thought of them playing the uh, quote underdog Big Twelve tournament champions. Yeah, the underdog thing is a is a real trip to me because I mean these are both, I mean these are both really good teams. They like to get up and down on the floor, especially uh especially Iowa State. They've been even going back to Fred Hoiberg when he was coaching there. They are very run and gun, hit a bunch of threes. I didn't believe the tallest guy they have there is maybe six seven, six eight, and maybe I'm stretching it. No pun intended. Uh, so they're, they're very a run-and-gun team. Monte Morris is just one of the best guards out there in the country. In the, in the country, And if he was at a power program like Kansas or, you know, wherever, somewhere where somewhere a, little bit, a, a school with a little bit more, I hate to use this word, strong following or whatever, he would get, he would get a lot more recognition than he would. Uh, like I said, the underdog thing is funny to me. Uh, one issue though with Iowa State though is they mentioned that they you know tallest guy is six seven and they hit a lot of threes. They're not a very good rebounding team. Uh, I think nope. they're somewhere near the bottom in um I believe rebounding. So you're looking at there's an opportunity for Cameron Oliver and Jordan Caroline and the rep and that front court to really just attack the glass and get at them. I mean they rebounded I think very well in the Mountain West tournament against in the semis in the count in the tournament final against I think two of the good rebounding teams in Fresno State and Colorado State especially so it's an opportunity for them to really attack the glass and hit threes while they're at it. so yeah so I was uh, chatting with the guys we'll get to what I did the guys at Wide Right and Natty Light who are hilarious so what they do but reading through stuff yeah there's people saying oh it's a popular upset pick yeah like Scott Van Pelt Seth Davis uh a comp- so they had this is like one of the more interesting games out there, but let me read this um, exactly from their head coach. Um, was it Steve Prom or Prom? Okay, he's like that. He's like that's that's fine. I think everybody's picking them and not just picking them against us, picking them to make a great run as well. Which some people sweet sixteen apparently. That's fine. Our team we haven't gotten a lot of attention all season long to be honest. He's not wrong there, but. You're ranked in the top 25. You have one of the best guards in the country. First potential first round, likely first round draft pick. You've been to the tournament six years in a row now. You won the Big 12 tournament three or four years. I like his last comment. Obviously, Nevada is very good. But the funny, <laughs> the funny thing about not funny, but it's kind of ironic. I was looking at the lineup for Nevada because, like, the actual positions. I know they have the side advantage. That's a big deal. I didn't realize technically Nevada runs a four guard lineup. In a way, yeah. They're, they're, it's basically Cam Oliver. He's your, you know, the the coin the term stretch four. He's their yeah. stretch four and five, uh, yeah. especially. But Caroline is, you know, you could play him at the three or the four. Yeah. 
Oh, so you're right. They pretty much it's Drew, then Marcus Marshall, and then it, and then it's Caroline, and then Cam Oliver. So that, that, there's very it's an interesting matchup because they're very similar except for the rebounding fact. And also, I don't think Iowa State has a player like Cam Oliver that could crash the that could attack the paint, crash the glass, really great athleticism, but also could step back and hit a three. You know, I don't think Iowa State Heat has check. anybody. <laughs> Yes. Oh no, no, Marcus Marshall, um, Mister. Uh, yes. But uh, but yeah, they, I don't think they have anybody like that uh, on that squad. And like I said, it's interesting because they're similar teams. You know, if you sit and think about it, if you really got to the nut, to the basics of it, they're very similar in terms. Of they like to run up and down and run up and down the court and really attack the glass. It, it, it won't be. It won't be boring basketball. We'll put it to you like that. <laughs> no, because Eli, let's let's get you back in this conversation a bit. So with the sure you've been kind of reading whose matchups a little bit. I think I think Brandon's right. These teams are so are fairly similar. I think the size is the only big difference, but what do you think of like how's the guard play gonna play up against uh, Monte for Iowa State? Like who's gonna guard who's gonna match up with them on Nevada side, do you think? Or what do what do you think their plan could be? I you know what, I think it, it, I think it'll have a mix of Lindsey Drew and Marcus Marshall guarding Monte Morris. Uh, like you mentioned, Iowa State. Uh, I mean, they don't have a guy taller than six foot five that plays uh, <laughs> that, that, that plays significant minutes. So you're gonna have to shuffle a lot of guys around. I think Nevada's backcourt matches up pretty well against Iowa State, even though the Cyclones have an All-American point guard with Morris. Um, I would probably lean towards Lindsey Drew just because he seems to be the guy and that is possessing the basketball as as Nevada comes up the court more often than not. Um, but, I, I mean, it's either going to be Drew or Marshall. I think both of those guys are more than capable of, of defending and, and playing offense against Morris. Um, I mean, Marshall's probably the best scorer in the entire conference, so it, it's going to be a very intriguing matchup. Yeah, yeah and I, th- I think it's going to be more likely Lindsey Drew is going to be their, um, the guy that's going to be Focused in on stopping, uh, stopping uh, Monte Morris. Uh, simply, I think he's their defensive stopper. I mean, they don't ask him to score a lot. Uh, you know, I don't have his numbers available on me with uh, with Drew, but he's going to be their primary defensive guy, and he's going to try to put the clamps down on Monte Morris. It's going to be an interesting challenge though for Morris. I think Marshall. They're probably just going to keep. In my opinion, I think Marshall's just going to be there to help out on Morris if need be, if he gets going. Yeah, if you get going and Drew can't hand Drew can't handle him, then in comes uh, Marcus Marshall. On on the flip side, you might see uh, Morris defend Marshall though. Uh, he's he's a pretty good defender, so um, we might see him. We might see Morris defend Drew, but I wouldn't be surprised if if Monte wants to pick up Marshall on the other end. All right, so let me ask you this real quick. Um, they both shoot three pointers pretty well, because that that's going to be oh man, that's good. There, there. What do you think the over under on total three pointers is? Thirty uh, <laughs> combined. I hope so. That'd be that'd be entertaining. Yeah, uh, I'm because I'm feeling I'm feeling so I, I'm feeling very adventurous on this. Let's just go. Then I think they're just they're just gonna trust. They're just gonna be chucking bombs when they get off of the uh, chucking three pointers when they get off the bus on Thursday. <laughs> they you got know, Jimmy just, from Jimmy from Seinfeld out there chucking it. <laughs> exactly. Just you know, just. Air it out. Marcus Marshall will come off of the bus, come off the bus probably, and chuck a three. Uh, <laughs> the best but, nickname, the best nickname I found. I chat with those guys. Uh, here's a little bit. We're gonna post this soon. You'll probably read it by now. But oh crap, my internet's being slow. But this is the best nickname by far. They have um their best three point shooter for um, Iowa State. It's a uh, Nazareth, or well, not the best, but one of the better ones. He scores 15 a game. It's Nazareth. Mitro Long, I want to say Mitro Long. They call him. Um, dang it! Dang it! Too many tabs. They call him <laughs> Threesis of Nazareth. <laughs> Threesis. Oh my god! Oh, wow. That's good. You gotta live up to the hype if that's your nickname, Threesis. <laughs> Goes back to us that they're gonna be they'll be just hitting threes when they get off the bus. It, it it's gonna be for folks who who don't who. Who, find, who like the three-point shot or they'll enjoy for, for folks who hate the three-point shot, they, they might want to 
<laughs> so who's playing the next yeah. game? But also, like this team, like there's these teams are also extremely athletic. We've seen what Cameron Oliver can do for he did the freaking win on the fast break in the uh, yeah, regular yeah. season finale. Just search if I know we have some Iowa State people listening. They tweeted us for me and Eli having some fun with our little pre preview the other day. Um, like like oh good good job with this stuff. They have their Dante Burton. Also a physical yeah. freak, similar to Cameron Oliver. Just search, if you don't know him, Google him. Make sure you put Iowa State or put Dunk so you get the right guy. Because Nevada had a guy at the same name, but physical freak where they could just dunk it. So who's gonna guard? Like and, so, Eli, who's gonna guard Cameron Oliver? Because <laughs> actually, let me rephrase this: You're not gonna guard him per se. He's, not that he's that good, but it's back to the size thing. Who's gonna guard these big guys for Iowa State? What are they going to do? I you know I think. Iowa State's I I've seen them a handful of times this year. I think probably you want to put Burton on Oliver, and even though that's a three inch size differential, Burton's I would say their biggest frame on their team, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Solomon Young, who comes off the bench, he's six foot eight, so that's the same height as Oliver. But uh, like we've mentioned, that's the X factor. They have to find someone to slow down Oliver, and Iowa State's made it work. They have a lot of good wins this year against teams that have talented post players so they they're able to defend these these large post players that can put up points so uh, it'll be a good matchup either way all right so there's a lot more to do in this game there's um six things real quick um because again if you're not following chris uh, murray marino gazettes what are you doing follow him right away for basketball for this stuff <laughs> he had uh, six keys for this game real quick kind of kind of glance over them i put on twitter a Don, deontay burton dunk but um we already talked about their guard. They have Burton. Um, Iowa State, they split Kansas and Baylor this year. Each beat them once. or yeah. So they're 2-2 two and two versus when Baylor was number two, and they almost beat them each a second time. Did, and, Eli, didn't they end Kansas's absurd Big 12 home home winning streak or something? I believe yeah, so. it was the longest in the country. It was an impressive game. They played phenomenal that night. Let me ask you this, Brandon. What do you think that – the experiencing, I think that's that's one of the other keys. That's a big deal. This is Nevada's first tournament since 07. They did win the CBI last year, which smaller, but they've been in similar one and done situation. Whereas Iowa, Iowa State, this is their sixth straight tournament. Do you think that matters to like what extent does that matter? Because we see what Nevada plays, they're just loose and go out there. Not that it's just um, street ball, but they play pretty loose out there. Do you think that matters too much, or maybe if the game tightens up, that's where there could be an issue? I think they've been playing so well, even getting team, getting, this being the Mountain West, uh, <laughs> they've been getting, they've gotten the best shot from every team they've played in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Colorado State, twice in seven days. I, uh, Fresno State, Fresno State beat them twice in the regular season when they played in the, sem- in the uh, semifinals. Fresno State really dominating that first half and then Nevada just came Nevada that <laughs> That's okay. uh, really came on a uh, came on five uh in the second half. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna refer to them as the wolf pack if you're on it. Uh, or or, or, or somebody mentioned just call him Reno. Or, uh, no, the see, Reno team kind of, the Reno team, you know, like, But I, I think they've gotten everybody's best shot and took in their best punch in Nevada just keeps on going. Iowa State is definitely a team that's been there, done that. Uh, especially in the last six tournaments. Uh, tournament. uh, so I think they're not going to be phased by it. I, think. I mean, it's it's a bigger team with a, with a bigger name and a power conference, a power five conference. I don't see this team getting rattled. You know? They definitely were rattled against Fresno State in the semis. Or against Colorado State, and Colorado State just kept coming at. Them. <laughs> I don't think nothing's gonna phase them at this point. I don't think so. And one thing, too, like their bench is so thin. They played one guy last week, last in the title game yes. off the bench. <laughs> but is, have you heard? Like, is there? I've looked around. Is there any? Because we saw Cameron Oliver play what twenty five minutes. Have either of you seen anything injury wise, or why he barely played? And because he played outside of those double, the what twelve or thirteen rebounds, he had only four points. Was there any thing you guys found injury or something? Nothing that I saw, nothing in recent memories that recent memory in the last month or so to warrant to figure, okay, it's an injury issue with Cameron Oliver. 
the, the team's been, to me, uh, barely healthy, you know, and that's something given, hey, they won 24 games, won the seed, way to deep, or won the CDI, a postseason tournament. Uh, but really they've been, other than Josh Hall, who got hit, who got who seriously hurt at the beginning of the conference play, I, I haven't seen a lot of injury issues with Nevada. Uh, I'm thinking maybe it was because of rest, because, you know, with the Wolfpack and Eric Musselman, brevity is key, especially when it comes to the to their bench. So I, I haven't seen any in, injury issues or concerns on this squad. Now I say that, and Cameron Oliver may get hurt five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you think, I thought, Eli, didn't you mention you saw something maybe in the title game? You know, I didn't see anything that would have uh, related to an injury, but I have seen Oliver play a number of times this year, and there was clearly something up. He was kind of almost walking down the court at times. And it just seemed somewhat out of it. I don't know if it was mentally or what, but and the commentators mentioned it too. They're just kind of saying, "What's up with what's up with Cam Oliver?" Because he was just kind of aloof, just jogging down the court at times, and wasn't super involved in the offense. I don't know if that was just. Maybe he was tired. I don't know. I mean, Nevada plays only six guys, so you're bound to get tired at some point, especially against a CSU team that likes to push it. But uh, I, I think it was an anomaly. I mean, Oliver's a tremendous player, but I, it was it was odd. It was really strange. So, nothing that I really saw that, you know, Eli, that, that, you know, would raise any red flag. Maybe a few, maybe a little bit here and there, but nothing's like, oh, he's hurt. You know, I, even like, they've been relatively healthy other than the Josh Hall is matter the beginning of the year and and he still got 14 boards so it's it's not like he was a no-show so i mean it's still a phenomenal game so yeah and he averages what two and a half blocks a game too yes does it make a difference sorry my cbs wants to start do autoplay sorry um <laughs> the other key on the really quick there's a trans former iowa state player on this team he's sitting out does that Make a difference, do you think? Because uh, M- Muslims like, oh, I spoke. I'm trying to pull up his name here. Alice Cook. Ah! Oh, hold on, sorry. Alice Cook, I believe. Alice yeah, sorry, my autoplay started going nuts on me again. <laughs> uh, but do you, do you think that really makes? I think you and me discussed the last time, but I wonder if Brandon, you think does that make any difference, or just maybe some more situational stuff? Where it's like, oh, this guy likes to do this more because there's a lot of film to watch. Because Muslims like, or, they're like. Somebody asked him, are you going to watch the Kansas game or Baylor game? He's like, I need time to sleep. This is like an Elite Eight team. I can't watch everything. So, you know, he's watching those games for losses, but what do you think the advantage is of having a guy who played with the or was with this team last season? I, in my opinion, I think it would be more some smaller stuff, like, oh, they tend this, they tend to do this, stuff you may not see necessarily on film. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, with, with Kyle's cook. He, uh, they brought with him, you know, the Iowa tra- the transfer from Iowa State became the, uh, with Nevada, I believe, and I might be wrong. The listeners can quote me on, you know, correct me on this. I think he is going to play. I know he had a heart condition the summer, you know, like this past summer. But with Alice Cook, I believe they, they might give him a little bit of inside information uh, in terms of. Okay, this is what they like to do. They have, here's some of their tendencies. Here's what they don't like to do. You know, if you have, you know, in particular, Monte Morris, make him go keep, make him go left instead of right because he doesn't like it that way. It, it gives him some, some advantage. I mean, it helps, you know, but I mean, nothing that Iowa State probably can't correct on their end, or at least I would think if you're Iowa State. You know, or what Nevada can find just by watching. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, oh, they got House Cook. We don't, he thinks we're going to do this, but here we're going to do this. You know, try to outthink themselves. But yeah, it's he, not he like I, yeah, I think a little, maybe, it could be maybe a confidence boost a little bit. Oh, we have a little bit of info here. But it's not like you're going to stop Deontay Burton from an alley-oop or some backdoor play. You know what I mean? It's like right. he's going to rise up or get the rebound and fast break. But let's do this. Let's wrap up this part really quick here kind of some keys, what you think may happen. Also for the game, we should mention it's uh, 7 o'clock Pacific, True TV again. Uh, is it still a six-point favor for Iowa State, I believe? I think that's still the current line. Uh, last I looked, it was six, six and a half. Oh, last yeah, I looked, still, I think it was like, around six. Yeah, it's about six, six and a half. So my keys to the game, because I was doing the Q&A back with those guys, I'm like, 
because they they asked one of the questions to me, what's the mat like a matchup essentially, and obviously it's going to be who's going to guard Cameron Oliver, I think, and who's going to guard up against the All American guard from Iowa State, and so but I'm thinking I went one step further. Who has the bigger advantage between those two matchups? And I think that sure. clearly goes to Nevada because of all. I think whoever, if they're guard Monte for Iowa State or whoever's going to guard them on Nevada side, he'll probably he'll do fine. He'll have a good game. He'll do his thing. But I think Cameron Oliver has a better chance to exploit that three to what two to four inch size advantage of whoever he's going up against. And I think that's going to be key. He can't because he's had multiple games with single digits. He can't have that in this game if they're going to win. He needs to have nothing, not like a 25-15 and 15 game, but he probably needs to have close to his average, double-double, a blocker. Uh, I'd say three combined defensive steals like block turnover or blocker steal. But I think it has to be like at least 18-12 and 12 for them to get a win. But I think for the matchup, that's probably for me the biggest matchup advantage how Nevada is going to win because of that. Yeah, and, and I think I've been putting this on the preview that, I'll, that I'm working on now. Um, one of the keys is rebounding for me. I, I think Cameron Oliver and Jordan Caroline especially, they have to crash the glass and take advantage of Iowa State. And, you know, basically, you know, they, they're, they're basically lack of size in the paint. Uh, I think the big the big difference with Iowa State and Nevada is similarly they like to run up and run up and down the court, but I, Nevada has the advantage on the size and in the and in the paint. So I think they have to take advantage of that in order to win. More likely, it may have to be a double digit or close to it. I believe I read the stat that um, in the tournament, in the Mount West tournament, Oliver and Caroline both combined for an average of close to eight, of 18 rebounds. So that's about nine apiece if, um, if my math is right on that. So yeah, about nine rebounds for each for them would be enough and hitting some threes for Nevada to try to, to pull out the win. All right, Eli, what's your kind of key for a Nevada victory? You know, I, I think it's – I'm taking a different angle on this. I mean, it's clear that Monte Morris, he's an awesome player. He's going to get his own. I mean, Nevada has no chance of slowing, slowing him to under 10 points, 15 points. Uh, I think the same goes with Burton. What I want to see happen if I'm Nevada – you have to slow down a guy like Matt Thomas or Naz Long. Thomas is a guy excuse that shoots me, forty threes. Excuse me. Proper yeah, threes. <laughs> that's right. Well, I mean, hey, uh, Matt Thomas shoots much better from deep yeah. than he does. But I, I, I have to give respect to where it's due for threes. You don't, you don't turn a nickname for no reason. Uh, but Matt Thomas is a fantastic player. Forty-four percent from deep, eighty-eight percent at the line, fifty-one percent from two. Uh, I think it's going to be a player. Uh, that that maybe we aren't expecting. Maybe it's I, I just I don't think it's going to be Morris or Burton. Those are two players that are fantastic that are going to get their own no matter what. But if Nevada lets a guy like Thomas or Long or maybe even Bab go off for fifteen or twenty, they're going to be in trouble. Um, so I think that's probably the key. And also uh, there was one other factor I was going to mention here. Um, the turnover I think, percentage that one. Uh, yeah, that too, but I think Nevada just has to start strong and stay consistent throughout the game. It was pretty remarkable how uh, shaky at times the Nevada offense was and then lights out. I mean, there you have the ability to go on a 10-0 run and then not score a basket for five, six minutes. So uh, the Wolfpack can't afford to go streaky like that, even though it has been uh, benef- beneficial to them because they can go on those runs. But if they go cold, Iowa State can fill it up in no time at all. So they have to avoid any sort of scoring drought. Well, it's like the Fresno uh, game. They were down, was it 10? Exactly. They going that huge run. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so especially like, with the, the Fresno game, I don't you cut you off, but that Fresno game, you mentioned, yeah. Eli, they got cold. Uh, uh, Fresno State really clamped down on them. That, you know, Nevada was cold, but cold offensively but Fresno on defense played really well and then you know the second half Nevada went off they can't you're right they can't afford to do that against Iowa State and think they're going to win and and Nevada made one basket every five minutes in the second half against Colorado State so if it weren't for making I think 24 25 free throws they they wouldn't even be in this tournament so I just I they can't afford to go five six minutes without a basket or this isn't going to happen 
Two last notes I have really quick, then we'll give some predictions and do a little Final Four bracket stuff here. So, one stat I mentioned in the prior show, well, you mentioned rebound, 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 size advantage. The difference, I know this stat's not, it's a couple layers for this. Nevada only out, and when you go by pure rebounding numbers, Nevada has 39 per game, Iowa State 35. That's pretty close, but Eli, wasn't a stat I think Nevada is, basically it's like a seven rebound swing. Nevada's about a four-plus advantage, whereas Iowa State is about a three-and-a-half or four-minus advantage in rebounding. So if that stays true and there's a seven-rebound advantage, that's possibly, say, half of those are offensive rebounds. That could be three more possessions in a game. That's going to be a big deal. And then one last thing I mentioned, Matt Norlander of CBS, he's been also doing a ton of coverage, so check him out as well. He mentioned like breakout players in team of the of only a handful of teams, not many, about a dozen or so. And he mentioned a combo of Jordan Caroline and uh, Marcus Marshall because that's Nevada may have three potential pro players on this team, at least two. But like obviously, it says they're well known to the Mountain West. It's obviously the twelve five game, but basically part of it is that the amount of points they put up is where they're going between the two. They they almost average uh, or what does he have here? We know Marshall leads the team in scoring. I'm just kind of going off his notes here a little bit, what he did. but And then also you have a double-double as well. Like two players almost average a double-double. Not many teams do that. And I just think, like, I know it's cliche, oh, rebounding size, but look how many second chances they get. Look how many fast breaks Nevada gets all the time. That's going to be huge. And and I'm doing yeah. it. Nevada, victory for me. They're going to win. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just going, going back on your, on your point for a sec. Those extra possessions are huge. You won't find teams that, that turn over the ball a ton and don't rebound well that pull off upsets. You have to have those extra possessions because uh, teams like Nevada that are that are smaller teams, usually their shooting kind of goes away when they're playing in these tournaments. Obviously, you have your exceptions like Florida Gulf Coast and Mercer and those types of teams, but uh, I mean it doesn't happen very often. So Nevada's got to get those extra possessions. They need to get up to the loose balls, which they have the last few weeks and throughout the season. So if they're able to limit the turnovers, unlike the CSU game, they should at the very least have a shot. So what is it? Yes or no? Come on. Yes or no? Are they going to win or not? I'm going Nevada. I am this time. This time. Okay. Well, I (laughs) I think it's going to be the – I think for me it's it's the rebounding. I think they can – I think Nevada has the size. I think in – the Iowa State doesn't have anybody over six five, so I think they can. I know that's for me. It's like that. That's it's huge, and that's something you would expect from a. And no disrespect for a smaller school where hey, we can't exactly a big guy. Uh, we can't a big guy, but you know, for a power five school and a successful power five power five school like Iowa State to do that, that's remarkable. I think they. I think like I said, Nevada can attack the glass, and you. Know, I think they have the offense to give them to give Iowa State fits. I'm going. I'm I'm putting my preview on this. I'm going with Nevada. I think they can pull. It's going to be an exciting game. I like Nevada to win. It's going to be close, but I think the Wolfpack pull it out and get the win in advancing at least to the round of 32. Mm-hmm. And then one quick thing, I found the preview on CBS on this game itself. I just happened to click on it. Like here's what Steve Pro mentioned, their head coach. Obviously, we know their offense. Like. Nevada, while they run set plays, they kind of, I don't want to say they just kind of freelance it, but it looks like they do. Because they'll shoot threes, they'll see who's open, and here's the best point he makes about the size difference and style of play. While they both shoot similar three-point range, have a similar, similar style, adjusted tempos nearly identical with these two teams, the biggest thing is like their five, like Pro says their five, referring to Nevada, referring to Oliver, who's not really a five. It's like you said, stretch four. He's like he matched, He compares himself to Draymond Green, which is pretty big, pretty good. Their five is more traditional, even though their five is was cramming all over bigger than their five. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, I mean, Cameron Oliver is bigger than their four and their three, and but anyway, it, it's I mean, it like I said, I think it's the size advantage, and also he can step back and hit threes too. Uh, Deontay Burton, Iowa State's the only Deontay Burton's no slouch either. I believe he averages 14. I'm not sure of his three-point percentage, but the the Wolfpack have that weapon. I almost did it. I almost did it. I almost (laughs) said it. 
Um, it's okay. It's all right. But the Wolfpack uh, have that advantage that I think Iowa State can't match. And I'm, I'm thinking that might be the trendy 5-12. I think, I think this is the only – other than, um, oh, what was it? Minnesota and Middle Tennessee State seems to be the – to me seems to be like the hot – they're upset. They have like the actual like ESPN stats info puts this as the third of four teams potential upset at twenty three percent. Oh, ah, so. But still, one in four—that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that's the. I mean, if just looking at it, just knowing what we know, just taking ourselves away from who we cover. I mean, that that would be the obvious one. And let's not forget, Iowa State was a three. A couple years ago, two years ago, I want to say they were a three seed, and they got bound. I had them going to the final four about two <laughs> oh, years ago. Oh man! And lost to UAB, right? Second. I think they lost to UAB that first round. Yes, yes. The in the three. A game I still haven't figured out. Yes, and hey, been two years. I still don't know, but yeah, <laughs> and so it does not forget that you know Iowa State could get got in this tournament, and Nevada is probably the perfect team that can get them. Because they compare this team um, to Oklahoma State, who beat them this this year twice. Oh wait, right. I, I think I did see right. I think they. I think I saw. Oh no, 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 so, so, sorry. Iowa State beat them three times. You're sorry, and I'm like, oh. wait, they had the list. Sorry, they compare them to Oklahoma State, who Iowa. It's just worded weird. It says some some have compared Nevada, most Oklahoma State, comma who Iowa State beat three times a season. <laughs> But it so okay. Let's kind of do a big picture bracket before we let Brandon go in to finish this thing up here. So if we have the bracket in front of us here, we're all saying that Nevada's going to get a victory. Is that are we correct on that? Is that what we're going with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if Nevada wins, like Eli, you're familiar with the other side. You have another potential upset. Per, I think possibly the can't count amounts of Vermont and Purdue. So how far do you think? Like, is are any of us picking Nevada to win two games? I am. Ooh. No, I'm not. And this is no no bias on my end either. Like if if I think Purdue's going to lose the first round, I'm I'm going to take it and lose the first round. But uh, Purdue Nevada would be an awesome matchup. Those two those two teams are extremely similar the way they play. So uh, that one that is a game that could go either way. And you know what? With the with Purdue and Robert O'Neill, who writes for the uh, Big East blog, mentioned it, and I kind of. Talk to him about it with Purdue. They, they, to me and Eli could be and correct me if I'm wrong. Purdue seems more like a traditional team. Like they have two big men that just pound the you know give them the ball and then just pound the paint. And I think I the reason why I think Nevada can win two games at least is I think I mean, Nevada has the shooting and could push them away, try to get them away from Purdue's comfort. Comfort zone. Because yeah. we know Big Ten likes to win forty-eight to forty-six. <laughs> only in the, yeah, only in the regular season. Yeah. yeah, only in the regular <laughs> season. When they get to the tournament, man, it's like man, Wisconsin. They, the Wisconsin <laughs> they score, but they're slow. But they score points in the tournament, you know. But whenever you get Wisconsin and you know Purdue playing, yeah, it, it's. Oh. I it's, think it's it's weird for me because. Uh, Purdue. Ever since I've started watching them, they're usually a team that is, is like you said, a traditional style, and I think they still are to an extent. But this is the fourth best team in the nation in terms of three point percentage. They have at least three or four guys on the floor at all times that can hit from deep, and that includes Swanigan too. Uh, but I think Swanigan and Oliver, pound for pound, they're they're both fantastic players that can score inside, score outside, but. Um, I don't know. Just, just in my opinion, I think people make too too big of a deal, I guess, out of Purdue's big men because I, Isaac Haas, who is seven foot two, uh, he can completely disappear from games at times. He's uh, Purdue tries to feed him in the post and he mishandles balls. And he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but um, I, I Purdue and Nevada play very similar styles, which could make it a game that could go either way. And that it's a, it would be an interesting matchup if that's what happens. I'll say this. They have the potential to win two games. I am not sure they will. Purdue or Nevada? No, Nevada. Because, Nevada. again, people always say you need guard play, which this team has big guards. They're athletic. And I'll mention again, like, they always say, if you're going to go far, you need future pros. They have at least two future NBA players on this roster, maybe three. Right. And, I don't know, let's, so let's do this because I think we've done enough on this game really quick. Let's go all the way to the final four. Are these our 
do these have to be in stone or can we massage these later in the week? I know <laughs> I am. I'll massage. I'll make the change by uh, by, by the time I jump off here because you <laughs> talk me out of it. What do you got right now? What do you have right now for your final four? And remember, that's in uh, Glendale for the uh, final four. Okay. Well, I have, and this is so chalky, so I'm going to change it anyway. I have um, Villanova, Arizona, Louisville, and UNC. Interesting. You you expect you like Louisville, who can't win on the road to go that far? I know, I know. See, I knew it. Yes, <laughs> he's already changing. He's already got the eraser out. All right, let's see. So in that region, I'm gonna have to take Louisville out and see. I have them drop to. Um, I have Michigan. You know, no, I have or them losing because they don't have yeah. their stud. They're at their stud players. Of course, so. I have them losing to Michigan. <laughs> I think that's bold. Are they going to yeah. wear if only if they can wear their practice uniforms again? <laughs> I just with them real quick with the top with because Michigan won their conference tournament based mm-hmm. on winning four games in four days. Uh, how can they? I mean, other than UConn from 2011, they um has a team that won their conference tournament. You know, really got going because I feel like if you're going to do it, you have to have that stud player like UConn won five games in five days. I Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, but they had Kemba Walker. So I, I don't know. I, I have him winning a game, but I have him losing to Louisville. That's yeah. probably a smart pick, though. Actually, no longer my Final Four pick. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> I do. Have, I do have Rhode Island going somewhat far because they were at one point a top twenty-five team. How far is that? I have them right now. If I look at my current bracket, I have Rhode Island playing Iona in round two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Then Rhode Island versus Louisville. I'll probably pick Louisville to win that game, which is farther than I want. But I, I don't know. I haven't really seen Rhode Island. I just read what people are saying. I'm like, oh, it makes sense because the prediction is like two percent. If they're playing Louisville, looking at the Yahoo stats, two <laughs> percent chance of winning. No user. No, excuse me. That's, oh, that's user picks. I read that wrong. Sorry, user picks. Oh, okay. So if if the matchup is Louisville, Rhode Island, it's two percent. So here's my final four, and I'm pretty confident I'm going to stick with this. I like Arizona because they they could be playing at home because they really want to get there. But this Gonzaga team is so good. I've seen them play a bunch of times. I saw them lose to BYU. Saw them play San Diego State. Saw them play a couple other games. I'm going to go Villanova. It sucks. It's three number one seeds: Nova, Gonzaga, Kansas, and UCLA. UCLA fans will hate it if they go this far. They want Steve Alford out so bad. And <laughs> I'm having a repeat champ, Nova over Kansas. I, I have Nova over UNC in my title game. Uh, I just don't think UCLA can put up enough defense, though. I mean, Lon, future Orlando Magic uh, point guard, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, hold on. I, I, what do you feel about Ball? Ball because he's an idiot. LeVar Ball, you don't want him on your team. You don't want his kids anywhere near your team. He's going to be a GM's worst nightmare. No, 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 no. Hey, the Magic are going to be drafting um, the – oh, God, I'm blanking. I'm messing up the state name, and I'm messing up the name. Um, they're not drafting him. You could just put his father in the background. He'll be all right. Let him do his thing. I just, I just need him to be on the guard and drag Orlando out of the or the bottom of the Eastern Conference. So he can say what he wants. You know, I, made you, the fun, I made the joke where – Billion dollar billion dollars she deal, great. Orlando make the tournament to make the playoffs. Great, <laughs> you know. I'll be generous, guys. It can be spread over ten years, a hundred million per year. <laughs> great. Oh Did Orlando make the playoffs? Great. <laughs> I also, I think my joke is pretty good. And he's because he's like, I can beat Michael Jordan. I'm like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> oh my gosh! Doesn't didn't he play in the Celebrity All Star Game a few years back? Probably. Yes, I think and he did. More points than uh than uh Lonzo Ball. I'm like two point two points a game said he can take on MJ. Exactly. Oh man! So so who you got, Eli? What's your final four? Well, this is the hardest bracket I've ever filled out. I it's it's difficult for me to choose outside of one and two seeds, which I hate doing because I don't like doing the chalk stuff. I know that's so, what I'm like. I know. Oh. Yeah, three ones and a two. I feel like I should go work for ESPN or something. Uh, <laughs> but all right. For, <laughs> for, yeah, no kidding. Uh, for the East region, I went Virginia. I, that was my dark horse. Ooh, they're um, – I don't – Yeah. They just lose too early. That's all my thing. They're not a bad team, but they just seem to always come up short for some reason. 
Yeah, I, I feel the same with you too, but I feel like that's a team seated fourth or worse that has the best chance. So I'm like, oh, I'll take Virginia, see what happens. Cause I think, Wilming- no. They got Wilmington, who has two great players from last year in a transfer, almost beat Duke last year. I'm Yeah, I'm not too sold on Wilmington. I think they'll be fine. Uh, so I've got I got Virginia in the East, which is my dark horse, which will, uh, I assume, be incorrect, but got to go for it. And uh, Arizona in the West, I think that's pretty easy. And then Kansas in the Midwest, I'm every time I pick Kansas deep in my bracket, it always burns me. So <laughs> we'll see what happens this year. Fuck now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I think I've picked them twice and they didn't get past this. I, where first time I picked them was when they lost to Northern Iowa to Farouk Manesh and those guys. Oh, so we go way back. And then I have UNC winning it all. They're coming out of the South. Interesting. All right, let's do this. Um, do you have stupid upset picks? Anybody? Oh, yeah. I do, what, yeah. What's yours, Brandon? Go with yours. I'm going to go. You know what? I have probably not really much of a stupid upset. You know, I think probably people are probably going this way. Uh, aside from uh, Nevada having Nevada, me having Nevada going to the Sweet 16, uh, I had Florida Gulf Coast beating Florida State. And uh, not because. I, you know, not because of any disdain towards Florida State, but I just, Florida State to me, I know they finished second in the ACC. You, the darling of the con, darling of the Power Five schools, and they had a great season. No, no knock on them. But I feel like they sort they black backslid towards the end of the season. And Leonard Hamilton, in terms of tournament success, uh, not so great. <laughs> um, tournament once every five years or so. Yes, you know, <laughs> Eli. I think we talked about it. You know. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, three, two schools only got you know only got into the tournament only a handful of times. I mean, but we say this. We say we're saying this about Florida State getting bounced by Florida Gulf Coast, a season tournament team. But Florida State could easily be playing themselves into the league. Game. You know, they have that talent with Raytheon Mays and Bacon and that group. Uh, but. I could totally see them later. <laughs> they could be that. They could be the the three seed that gets bounced early. So that's going to be a stupid upset for me. Eli, what do you got? So for me, I I'm not a big believe, I'm not a big believer in Florida State either, just because Hamilton usually doesn't get it done. I have them winning that game, but also my consider real quick unbalanced ACC schedule too. So think about yeah. that. That is while true. They're, yeah. While they're second, don't get me started on why UNC is a one seed over Duke, but whatever. <laughs> I, I, I thought I that was pretty. I listened fair. to Gary, Gary Parrish too much, and he convinced me quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, he he knows what he's talking about, though. So he for does. my stupid upset pick, which I don't think it's going to be stupid because I think it's going to happen, uh, I've got New Mexico State beating Baylor. I I haven't been a big believer in Baylor throughout this season. I think since November and December they've been really tailing off. They don't finish games very strong, and I've seen a couple games from New Mexico State, and I think this team's pretty good. So. I've had some decent luck picking 14 seeds over three, so maybe this is the year that happens again. We'll see. And they've been there tournament before when they had Marvin Menzies there, and now right. I don't know who their coach is, but they've been there for a while. Yeah. That, yeah, that seems it, like a program that keeps going, you know, that no matter who the coach is. I'm sorry, I didn't catch her. No, it's okay. Hey, no, quick, no, you're good. Does everybody have Middle Tennessee State winning over Minnesota? Yeah, I do, reluctantly. I don't like I don't like picking the same upsets as everyone else because yeah. it doesn't seem to happen. I but know. I do have that. I, I don't. Know. I, okay, there's so just something here, about the Big Ten as a whole. That is true. There is there is there is always that. I think Wisconsin like they're, they're the eight freaking eight seed. So um, <laughs> my I've um DM to Eli. DM to Eli. Enough about this. I'm just gonna go with it. I have two. <laughs> just, okay, just go for it. <laughs> Yes, I went there for a couple of years. I'm going with Iona to beat Oregon. Do I, that's, do I mean, that's to, hold on, Daddy. Wait, bad. where's my cricket sound? Crap, I don't have a cricket sound anymore. I can play that. Wait, dramat, <laughs> wait, dramat. There, there, there it is. Rimshot will work. <laughs> yeah, my, my little inner the thing's being weird, but I, I because I've seen them play enough. They beat Nevada. They beat Nevada one game. They also. Um, they obviously win their conference. They had to play Monmouth beat. They beat played them well, and Oregon lost their best play, possibly their best player to an ACL tear. That has to be. A concern, I, yeah, I right? think Oregon's gonna be fine, but Iona's got a solid team, and you watch them a lot more than I do. So, oh, well, maybe three times, but <laughs> that's still that's still some. Yeah, but here's I, a, I, I, 
let me wrap this up for my part real quick. I, I have Rhode Island winning against Creighton. And then I have Rhode Island versus Iowa. I have, I have Rhode Island into Sweet 16. Didn't uh, Matt Norlander have the same thing too? I think he has Rhode Island in the Sweet 16. I listened to their Sunday night podcast at CBS. He likes them partly because they played well early in the year and projected to play well. I, I'm not going off that, but it's kind of reading what how they've been doing and where they kind of were at the beginning of the year and people thought that they're kind of playing reasonably well now. And then I also have, okay, this might be a dumb upset pick, but Wichita State's extremely underseeded because they crushed the Missouri Valley. I have them beating Kentucky. I do too. I do too. I I, I think Wichita's very impressive. And Kentucky, they, they seem to be turning it on at the right time. But uh, I feel like they're people are comparing them to the 2014 team that kind of waffled their way through that regular season and picked up during the tournament. This team isn't – this 2017 team isn't that. Um, better guard play. Uh, I like Fox and uh, Malik Bunk over to the – as opposed to the Harrison Twins. But I, I I think they may run into a period where Wichita State's defense is going to clamp down on them and Wichita State will end up getting them uh, let me, in, let me, in the round of 32. Let me ask you this. Should I pick Wichita State over UCLA? I have it on my bracket. <laughs> I have, oh, I have, man. I have, you guys are high on Wichita. I have them at least getting to the uh, uh, final eight. <laughs> They've been to the final four. They've been undefeated regular season. I don't know. I'll need to look into it more, but I think Wichita State can do well. But I guess my overall dumb upset pick is Iona getting a victory, but then losing to Rhode Island and get Sweet 16. If it happens, you'll have bragging rights over me for eternity. So, <laughs> Hey, if you get to Mexico State winning, that's a good one. All right, yeah, I think we're just gonna. Obviously, we've gone long enough, Brandon. We're just gonna finish out here because we're just chatting about everything. So no reason to say we'll see you later. It's been almost an hour, fifty minutes already. Hey, I'm here. I might as well just. Obviously, I will. A bit. <laughs> I kind of assumed this would have happened, so I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. We'll keep going here. So, <laughs> uh, really quick, um, well, Colorado State won. Boise might win. We'll we'll get to that NIT later. So. Any final thoughts about Nevada or anything branded that you want to bring up real quick? No, not nothing. I mean, just I I got my preview working on that now, so that'll hopefully we can get it up by um we'll get it finished tonight and get it up by tomorrow Wednesday. Um, I, yes, Wednesday. I, I'm I'm in the East Coast time, so I know, almost, I'm just saying what what day it is. That's what I mean. Like so, people know. Oh, wait, oh. Tomorrow, the game's tomorrow. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's. It's midnight. So. Hey, if you um, listen to this Tuesday in any time zone, let us know because it's getting late on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just thinking real, real quick about that the um, that Northwestern Vanderbilt game, or just eight nine games in general. Just uh, they just uh, get to me. Uh, <laughs> if anybody has any better luck picking those eight nine games, please let me know because <laughs> I probably whiff on all four of them. All right, here are some stupid upset picks from our questions. We had our good buddy Matt Kennerly says St. Mary's to Elite Eight, I think he said. Oh, my God. I did that. Yeah, I saw that. There was something else, too. Um, Troy Eight? Yeah, Troy over Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Butler over UNC for the final, for the final, final four spot from our CSU guy, Josh Fredlund. Uh, What else we got here? Uh, I think that's. No, we got about people blocking each other on Twitter. No, that's not it. <laughs> Ohio State will upset. Oh, wait, they're not in the tournament. They're not in the tournament. Oh. <laughs> I know. No, somebody was joking about that. Uh, <laughs> I had one other thing on here I was going to say. Crap, where'd it go? I had too many mentions today. Shoot. I had one more thing in the tournament, but um, any final thoughts? You- oh, you know, here it is. Final question. Since there's a there's always a concern about Nevada or Nevada, because, Brandon, you, you do know it's um, the reason they say it differently in Iowa because there's a town – in Iowa called um, Nevada. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that Sunday. <laughs> and I saw that Sunday night after this election, so after this election show, you know, the, the the pairings were announced. I did see that and it was like, okay. And I have to remind, I had to remind myself the correct pronunciation. It's almost because I'm in Florida and it's like, people will say Florida or Florida. So it, it, it's similar Florida. Florida. How do you say the, uh, (laughs) I assume you say Louisville, right? Correct? Louisville? It's similar to Louisville. Almost like Mike Greenberg. That's how he pronounces it. I think that's the correct way of saying it. Of of Louisville. It's like 
Cool. So you say it like that, so that way you're not. Oh, looks <laughs> like uh, my Utes blew a lead. Boise State beats Utah in the NIT. 73-68. I got to watch the well, one of your schools is out now, Jeremy, so you got to hope for one- Iona now. I know, the two schools I went to. Can I, I'm also going to semi-claim Utah Valley because I produce the radio games and they're in the CBI. So go Wolverines. That counts. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, and Eli, maybe you, you may know this. I thought Utah, I, didn't they finish fourth or fifth in the fourth. Pac-12? But I, fourth. But I guess the resume just wasn't strong. No, no. They, I think they played an awful non-conference schedule too. Yeah, they, played... they, some, they lost to Oregon State, so they should be automatically disqualified. Uh, yeah, they played ex- <laughs> their best games were Xavier and Butler, and I think they lost both of them. Yikes. Uh, Eli, you said Eli, they lost a, a four-win Oregon State team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like the worst team I've ever seen from a major conference since I started following the sport. And they I, beat I thought, the weirdest thing. They beat Cal by 30 at home, then lose to him in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so I, confusing. I thought they were going to do things. I mean, Oregon State was a tournament team, and it looked like they returned some of, their, some of the players back from – their tournament team, and I thought that was going to be a big one for for the Wolfpack. But my was that more was I? Yeah, at the time, it was, at the time, yeah. I, I thought so too. Hey, more Nick Duncan, yes, yes. I didn't he start off zero for seven tonight or something, or is that someone else? I don't know what he did. Maybe let's find. Uh, we'll find. It. We don't need to worry about it now. But my tweet got favorited by the Pipe P three Eli, but no warden if he's going to go to the pie because it might be closed at this hour. <sighs> No, we need some. Hey, if you want to hey, coverage. Hey, if you want, honestly, they deliver pizza, and I can deliver a, a pie from the pizza from the pie pizzeria if you like. It could be mail all the way to all the way to Seattle. That's it, gonna set me it, back. It could be mail. I'll see how much it costs. No, I'll I'll take care of it. I'll see how much it costs. Maybe I'll ship you a pizza from the pie pizzeria. <laughs> okay, no, all right, that sounds great. Good pizza. No guarantees are gonna be hot though. But <laughs> no, no, no. What they do? I obviously I was reading because I was looking at the site because taste pie day. Obviously, three one four. So I'm all like. Right. And I see people on my Facebook page, they go to this place because they have the giant 23-inch pizza you can't get through your front door. <laughs> and, and so I was oh, my God, because it's – we don't need to get into it. You heard it last show, but, Brandon, it's, like, pro- very, very good pizza. There's, like, a couple around town. It's right by the University of Utah there. And I was looking around, like, you can mail pizza. I'm like, how do they do that? So apparently they flash, flash freeze it and send it to you, like, next day or something. Oh, Really? So I may say, if it's not super expensive, you, know, you might be getting a pizza from me in the mail. Sweet. <laughs> you can send Nick Duncan too. Uh, we need to chat or something. Oh, we need to do something. I need to we, we get him on the show somehow. I'll chat with him. So That would be awesome. All right. I think we're – apparently the big deal was Kellen, was Kellen Moore in the crowd for this game. I think I see him on Twitter everywhere right now. <laughs> He's available. Yeah, I, I think I saw that too. A lot of free time. <laughs> all right. So I, I think oh. we're done with the show. We all have Nevada winning. If there's a victory, we – um. Maybe we'll, we'll shoestring a podcast or Facebook Live down the road from Saturday. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. So let's go Nevada. Um, Colorado State won. Boise State won. Really quick. Final, final last question, I promise. Because it's getting really late for you, Brandon, I know. So um, does the NIT victories for those conference mean anything if, say, Boise wins a couple, CSU, Fresno? Does it mean anything if they win a couple games in this tournament? NIT at all, or is it all what Nevada for the league to say? Oh, we we look pretty good if Nevada wins two games. I think the perception for me, I, I take big picture. If the if Nevada win, if the NIT teams, Colorado State and all of them do well, I think it helps the conference. And you have Nevada that's doing well as well. But I think the idea, the general perception is Nevada has to do well uh, in the tournament. You know, win at least the game. Because that's what everybody's going to be looking at, you know. And this is going to be a team that's going to return most of their players back, except for maybe um, Marcus Marshall and but maybe I, I and think, Cameron Oliver. Possibly he's probably gone. That he's damn. Um, <laughs> you know. What I if? Think, well, I, wait, wait, wait. What if Musselman goes somewhere else because they win two games and he takes over his former assistant job at at LSU? LSU. Uh, <laughs> I just don't see. I don't see that because I, I read a because they mentioned that a little blurb. And I think his family is like a stone's throw away from like the Bay Area, so I don't I don't see him leaving for LSU. Well, the Cal job could open up too. So <laughs> Cal, Stanford, Washington, Washington. I, I you maybe Washington's a little bit of a stretch. If he leaves, he's leaving for a West Coast job just to be. Near it's, it's wishful thinking. <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey Eli, do you want to? 
Uh, Eli, do you want to quit? Omar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, Eli, do you want a super hot Pac-12 take real quick? Sure, let's do it. This uh, guy who writes for the scout site at University of Utah, quote on Twitter, knee-jerk reaction, duh. If Utah misses NC attorney again in 17, Kraskoviak, it's time, it's time to move on from Coach K. Oh, man. Ah, oh, people. That's, yikes. I mean, you, you know how good Utah was last year, even though they lost early as a top-10 team. Apparently, Hutchinson led it up 34 points in the victory. He's good. All right, I think that's our show. We're good. We are wrapping up. It's gone one hour. So when he gets out quickly so people can listen, um, follow, sure, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Jeremy Moss, uh, Betker underscore Eli, and then um, Blake Babbles. Blake's Babbles. Blake's Babbles. Blake. That's what it is. That's close. Close enough. Blake underscore Babbles. Blake Babbles. Blake underscore Babbles. You got it. Get the underscore there. Do that and they'll be a deal fine. <laughs> look, yeah, look for that. So that's the show for tonight. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll have some. We'll have some more basketball shows later on. But let's hope Nevada gets a victory. And um, we're no, we're not biasing your team. We're going to be victorious. I'm trying to find the end button. I can't. So I'll have to edit this. <laughs> I have four tabs open. Here we go. Officially one hour podcast for basketball. So we'll see everybody next time. Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, wherever you get your podcast app, podcast, pocket cast, uh, iTunes, whatever, go there. And uh, we will see you guys uh, down the